Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Cutting Weight. Folks, it's been a little bit of a long time since we've cut weight with you, and we're happy that you've tuned in again. I'm your host, Mike Stahl. We've got Shane Mignoni here, Jim Ayers. We've got a, a guest of ours, Tony Brunetti. We're coming to you live, recorded, on location here at Pinehorst, North Carolina. Guys. Pinehorst? Pinehurst, North Carolina. We've had a pretty good time here uh, golfing with... In the shadows of legends here, I got to be honest. Golf is my least favorite part of this trip, but uh, spending time with you guys has been has been pretty fun. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience here, guys. What uh, what's Pinehurst bring to you? Pinehurst has been amazing. This is we've played some great courses. We've we've made some great memories. It's eleven thirty at night. We're recording a podcast. This is the first time we've got our first two time guest on the podcast. Welcome, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> Two times uh, drunk twice already today. I've been drunk twice, I think, and three times a lady. So we've we haven't had an opportunity to cut weight with you. I, I hope your lives have sped up, kind of like ours have. We've had our lives have been moving pretty fast, like uh, the opening up of the country has, and you know we've we we're past the uh, tipping point for the coronavirus. Everyone is getting vaccinated, or or if not, staunchly opposing it. <laughs> and whatever your choice is, we're not necessarily falling on one side or the other, but um, probably get vaccinated. And um, we should uh, we should welcome you back here. So thank you for for tuning in again. We've had surprisingly some some folks that have missed the show, which has been nice. Um, yeah, folks, I didn't, I didn't even know listen to the show are like, yeah. hey, when's the next? Are you guys doing another season? What's going on? We're like, hey, our, our life's just busy in the in the summer. We got kids. Things things are going on. Yeah, there's there's less weight to cut, really, frankly. So so we had an opportunity to take a boys' weekend here. We're out here golfing. Um, we've played, uh, geez, I don't even ninety six holes of golf, and on top of you know probably times that by three for beers and laughs and and everything else but john, uh we discovered john Daly's, which are fun yeah uh well, the, the real the real discovery down here in the south is uh a thing called transfusions which jim Ayers refuses to call transfusions because <laughs> of infusions <laughs> jim uh, explain to us what those are they're they're basically like drinking grape crush soda pop so it's like vodka there's some grape juice, there's some ginger ale, a little bit of lime, ice, you mix it all together, and it, it basically tastes like you're drinking the best orange or like grape crush you've ever had in your life. Turns out there's a lot of vodka in those things, <laughs> and uh, they can kind of sneak up on you, but you know, you do you do one maybe at the turn, you do one late in the, late in the back nine, and uh, it's a good way to kind of rehydrate slash, you know, Get you energized. I know Tony. Tony was uh, had some of his best golf today after a couple of infusions or transfusions. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, I feel like I got a, a transfusion bump uh, uh, both days I played. I actually, you know, 
I had a couple of birdies, which I never had birdies. So and then yeah, every- like I think there was a stretch where you were like you had three, like two birdies in like three or four holes, right? Yeah, it, and it was definitely post transfusion. It was it was infusion based. Yeah, I realized it was like nine thirty in the morning. And I was like, <laughs> it feels like five o'clock in the afternoon, but. Uh, yeah, no, those transfusions are, are good stuff. Everybody was ordering them. I was like, hey, let's try these things. And, and you can you can drink them in like a hole. That's the problem. Like Stahl yeah, was having a problem. They're tasty. Which, which hole are you supposed to drink them in? Because <laughs> you'd get one and you'd be like, that was awesome. Wait, I only played one hole and I drank that. Yeah. The car girl's back again. She's like, you guys good? I'm like, no. I'm, um, I'm empty. We're, we're I'm, actually, I'm good and I'm bad. No, it's like it, it, it was... It, you know, after nine holes on a 86 to 96, you know, degree weather day, uh, those go down pretty fast. And um, if you're not, you know, Northeast Ohio, if you're not aware of what the transfusion is, I think we're bringing it back with us. Yeah, yeah it was it was awesome. And, and to kind of like to recap the trip a little bit. So we got here Thursday morning. We played a quick nine on a uh, – they have a par three course here called the Cradle, which is just a – an absolute blast like if you get a chance to get down here it is so fun like you can just wear you know flip-flops barefoot bring two clubs a couple one ball get a couple drinks and just have a great 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 time we actually finished up the trip today on the cradle which was just so much fun i mean you just bust balls no no shoes are necessary yeah just you, you need a sandwich and a putter basically and a lot of drinks and a lot of a lot of fun so we did that but we did number four which was a, uh, a redesign by Gil Hans uh, two years ago. Amazing course, a lot of fun. Yesterday, then we played the first in the morning. We played number two, which is where they had the U.S. Opens. They're, they're doing another U.S. Open there in 2024. Original Donald Ross design, Corin Crenshaw redesigned it like four years ago. Super, super cool. Like like these guys were talking about footsteps of legends. But the hardest thing was the, like the green complexes were just hard, very hard. We we did a couple transfusions, which helped Tony. They bumped Tony up, but mm-hmm. didn't didn't bump everybody up, unfortunately. To that point, though, I'll just say that the you know people I know I've in the past I've been intimidated. Like, oh, go on these big trips, play these awesome courses. Like they're going to be so tough, and the courses are super playable. Like so, if that was it's ever anything that is stopping you from from doing a trip like this, the courses were. Super playable, um, fun, and, and just a good time. And the transfusions will give you a false sense of security as well. <laughs> so, you know, don't, you know, if you have any doubts, just come down, order two transfusions before the first tee, and then just go ball. Guaranteed a good time. Yeah, yeah go, we, just, just go grind. Cause we had some good caddies. And I mean, like Shane and Tony's caddy were cheating like a motherfucker. Brad. <laughs> Brad, thank you, Brad. Brad, Brad was the biggest cheater in the yeah. world. Big time shout caddy. out to yeah. Brad. Yeah. Let's, the caddies. Big time shout out to Brad, Hunter, uh, Hunter Jefferson. Jefferson, and Corbin, yeah. for sure. Those guys are... Uh, they freaking work their asses off. Oh, for sure, yeah. Gave, was, us, gave us some good pointers. Helped Shane cheat his fucking dick off, and uh, that was a that was a fire anthill. I was not gonna approach yeah. that, Jim. That was a burrowing, burrowing just, animal relief. And just troubling. yeah, and his his dick fell off a long time ago. So. Shane played a floating mulligan provisional, so I, which has yeah. never even happened in real life. You like so when we were playing, you know, the caddy said, "Hey, you can get a floating mulligan." Take two off the first tee. If you don't use it, just keep it for the round and use it when need be. 
Shane decided to use his, mm-hmm. which was on like number uh, like thirteen. Or yeah, like we were, we were in the. It was yeah. It was probably we probably had three or four to go, yeah. and he and he uses it. So it's like if you use your floating mulligan, like that's your fucking ball. <laughs> well, that's the ball I ended up playing for, for the score. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was. You hit your fucking ball <laughs> into no, no, the no. shit. Yeah, no. yeah, no, after he hit his second ball three times and realized that was bad, he was like, I'm going to go back to the first yeah. one because I found That's it. That's not fair at all. That's the way you play a provisional. <laughs> not, you can't just keep a provisional as if you can't find your fucking shot. But no, I saw your fucking shot. No, but you could play your provisional up until you find it. You could play a provisional for I four I found straight. it. I found it. Caddy was encouraging and, and said, yeah. no, no, yeah, just keep doing this. Well, <laughs> you think you know the rules more than the caddy? That's the level. Uh, yeah, because I saw the caddy bend the rules multiple times for you guys. Hey, Brad Brad said I could do it, so. Yeah, Brad, watched, Brad is not employed by the USGA, I can a, tell you that. He's a player's caddy. We watched uh, we watched a caddy today on 18, you know, playing with the haver, the haver camps or whatever they were, ran up. <laughs> ran up to a ball. I saw him kick it. <laughs> yeah. He ran up to a ball that was rolling off the green, grabbed it, marked it, like all like as he did a somersault over the fringe. It's like a stuntman move. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, that was a great shot, honey. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, if he hadn't fucking marked it, it would have been forty yards off. Yeah, These think- guys work for you. They do a they do a fantastic job. The Hospitality around the resort has been Top phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the food! Let's talk about the food, guys. Yeah, oh I know. I mean, I so we 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 got hooked up with this package where the golf, you know, we it paid for your golf and your your room and board and all that stuff. But like, you got food, breakfast and dinner included. The breakfast is amazing. So if you get a chance to get down here, go to the Carolina Hotel. They have a breakfast buffet. That is top notch. Everything you can imagine, plus us, plus an old lady playing piano, just doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried. I, we're gonna go there in like seven hours from now, and I'm not even the slightest bit hungry at all. No, but then, then it gets crazier because you go to dinner, and the dinners are like appetizer, entree, dessert, and they just they feed you to the point where you can't even eat anymore. Food's been amazing. Like we, we get. So so full, we can't hardly even function. And I don't even know. Like I don't even know what we did last night. We probably just went to bed early last night. Probably, yeah, for sure. <laughs> maybe something like that. Well, I mean, because we're in a you know post post food coma. Every time that we eat a meal here, I would say my only complaint about the Carolina is that the number of bathroom stalls is not proportionate <laughs> to the no. amount of greasy food that they're serving and that by the way not everybody locks their stalled door i found out the hard way today no if, if you got to take a shit in the morning and you're at the carolina hotel that ain't the place to be there that ain't the place to be there. i walked in on a guy this morning because he didn't lock the door i thought it was i opened it up and he's like oh sorry then two minutes later he walks out and he goes Good luck in there. Yeah, yeah. Just, so there's there's eight golf courses here. So there's enough there's golf, nine, nine golf nine, courses, yeah. enough people to be playing that much golf, drinking the day before, eating breakfast. So you can just imagine, uh, yeah, yeah, what that it, it gets to. packed up. <laughs> plumbing, yeah. plumbing systems must be top notch to deal cool. with all that. Yeah, I hope that they've got pipes all the way out to the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> but then, like, the, like so the the area that we're staying too, like we're we're at a hotel. Right, right, kind of in the mix, but then there's a little town 
Pinehurst Village, which is like just a hop, skip, and a jump from where we are. I mean, it's like a one-minute walk from where we're staying. Little bars, restaurants. None of which we actually went to. No, but we didn't need to. But, you know, it's it's been awesome. You know, the, the weather's been great. I think there's some storms coming in tomorrow, so we kind of lucked out. But it's been nice. It's been Definitely warm. southern hospitality. Everybody here, here to serve you and, and give you the top-notch first-class service here yeah hit the pool this afternoon for an hour which was uh which was awesome uh i really can't say there's spent probably spent a little too much money at the pro shop today (laughs) doing a little purchases for like me and me and the fam uh but all in all man this has been an awesome trip other than like shane's humongous amount of cheating (laughs) uh, i I can explain one i would say right might have bent the rules now it's humongous spot of cheating Oh, you also wouldn't give like anybody over a three and a half that's foot. Not putt. That's not true. That's total, total lie. True. Total lie. No, Truth. Tony. Tony. Tony I wouldn't give this. Tony a six and a half foot putt, and he was pissed at me. I do want to say that while we were at the pool, no one wanted to play radio with me under the water, and I was a little bit disappointed with that. You had a lot of pool games to play. I was, kind of, I was very impressed. I was, I was a little water baby as a kid. And, you know? and Mike swam the entire length of the pool without holding his breath underwater. Yeah. Just Mike, to show off. You're, you're a swimmer, Mike. Yeah. I still got it. I Butterfly still got it. Strokes, I was a little distracted turn. by like the the young lady in like the pseudo thong. <laughs> right. They kept bending over for whatever she was reaching for. Right. Not sure, but like it was totally appreciated. Yeah, nobody was complaining about that. So yeah, I mean, we can talk about that for just a little bit. I mean, so this is a this is a grade A golf resort, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know what the expectations are for. You know the wait staff or or whatever. I mean, they, they were phenomenal, certainly uh, hospitable and everything else, but old, <laughs> but very old. Um, you know, and we we've come from places in Northeast Ohio that have had calendars with the different like uh, the, the different cart girls, girls yeah. and and everything else that have have you know adorned that the the, the months of the year. And here it was very, I don't know, 19, you know. It's a bit of a throwback. Some of the greatest generation is still <laughs> serving here. At still Pinehurst. working the cards yeah, and yeah. Right. But that's all right. It was, it's, But yeah, every, I mean, my goodness, what a great, uh, what a great weekend it's been. Um, thank you guys for coming. What is, what does golf mean to you? What's the attraction? Why, why do we do this? What do we, we do do it? It's just, it's, it's just a great way to hang out with your, with your friends, your brothers. You know, I mean, it's, that's the, that's the main thing. It's it's a, it's a good getaway. It's just a, a, you know, male bonding. I mean, like Mike, you said, I think you said it best, like, I don't even come here for the golf. I just want to hang out. He said, he said that often. I think I, I think I said that after I flew like my my third shot over the green for like the fourteenth time this weekend was. Yeah, I think golf is my least favorite part of this trip. Yeah, Tony, what about you? What's golf mean to you? Yeah, I mean in general, it is a, a good challenge, something to be focused on and in your spare time to be working on. But it really is. Uh, you know, some of my best friendships, if I think about it, are are kind of revolved around golf. Like it, the guys I hang out with the most are the guys that that I go golfing with. So I it, that, I think that trumps everything. Jim, other than getting a chance to wear all of your color <laughs> color coordinated clothes and and everything else, what what does golf mean to you? No, I mean I love the the competitive aspect of it. I mean, I love the fact that we 
just the four of us have little games going on every day that uh, kind of gives you a, a reason to kind of try to focus and, you know, do do your best. But at the end of the day, like, my favorite part of this whole trip has been, like, this evening when we're playing nine holes at the cradle in our bare, you know, in our bare feet, you know, having a couple cocktails, busting balls, and then we're, we're over at Thistledew, the little putting course over there, just having a good time. <laughs> So, so the, the cool thing about this will do. It's like an eighteen-hole putting course, and the putts are crazy. They're like uphill, downhill, fast, slow, whatever. And uh, we made a little rule today, and that's the cool thing about playing the cradle or this will do. You can just kind of make your own rules and do whatever you want. So we made a rule on the putting course where you can't mark your ball. So if your ball happens to be where it is, it is where it is. Turn into then, a croquet match, basically. And, yeah, and then like you know, someone hits a ball, but it ends up behind yours. Well, then you're you know you got to make a decision. So but you have to blast it so forty yards at one off point, the, the the entire at course. One, at one point, Tony's just like fuck you, Shane, and just literally hits Shane's ball like bocce style. 50 yards into like a whole different practice area and his ball also yeah but it was was more of like i don't give a shit about my score (laughs) fuck you shane and literally he hit it like 60 yards off the putting green from a two-foot putt from a yeah shane Shane had a two-foot almost gimme to a 70 yard putt which was just i mean but that's the fun stuff you know it was just fun. It was a beautiful night. We had a little bit of a breeze. The clouds came in, cooled down. It was a great, great night. Great time. I don't think anyone who's a fan of golfing and a fan of hanging out with their buddies could not enjoy a couple hours hanging out down at the cradle and this will do. Yeah, I don't know who said it. Like you, I was always kind of like concerned about coming on one of these like golf trips, like really nice golf courses. I know Jim went to uh, Bannon Dunes out in Oregon a couple years ago, and I was just like, I, I don't know, like... It just seems like I'm, I'm not going to enjoy it. I don't play, you know, I'm not that good of a golfer. But, like, these places are open. You have a caddy. Like, you're not going to lose a lot of balls. Like, it's going to be enjoyable no matter if you're a, you know, one handicap or a 20 handicap. Like, it's still going to be enjoyable, like, no matter what. That's, that, that's the biggest thing you learn. And you always end up learning, like, a couple things about your game and, you know, playing different shots and stuff like that. So, that to me, that that was the most fun and the most enjoyable thing. I think, like, to what Shane's point was, like, you you cannot, I mean, it, I can't say you can't, but it's really freaking hard to lose a ball down at Pinehurst. I mean, everything's kind of open, and there's no out of bounds for the most part. You'll find your ball in the pine straw somewhere, your caddy will find it. And that's not the challenge. The challenge of the courses down here is, like, the greens. You you get around the greens, and things get a little, little tough. I mean... They're, they're probably some of the toughest greens I've ever putted, and if you miss a green, trying to get up and down is is brutal, but we played, geez, I don't know, what, 72 holes or whatever. I did not I did not lose a ball the whole day, and you know, I, I wasn't playing great in general, but I don't think any of you guys lost a whole lot of balls. I mean, you'd find them, so it's really playable, and... It, it, it was just a good time. You know, the greens could be crazy, and, and, and by- there was... There was times when uh, you you'd hit a putt, you thought it was good, and then it it takes a wrong turn and it's like off the green, or whatever. But it, you know, it, it, you kept it in play and it was it was fun. It was really fun. And, and by playable, I think Jim means a lot of times you got to play 
the ball from the same spot several times. You you <laughs> chip it up and it would roll back right down to your feet. You you get to play it again. I mean, you got you get your money's worth on a lot of those shots. Yeah, and Mike, you posed a question to us as as a guy who who said multiple times the golf is the least favorite thing here. So what do you what do you like about coming on the trip? <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I think I told Shane when I after I said that he's like, "Well, why do you come?" And I was like, "Well, you guys, you know, I mean, it is the camaraderie, it is the brotherhood, it is, well, and it is, you know, something completely different from what you know all of us have competed in, you know, previously in our lives as wrestlers, football players, contact sports, where you know aggression and intensity are are probably you know favored over." Um, technique and athleticism, you know, not necessarily athleticism, but technique and focus and everything else. So I think I, I value the the opportunity to do something that re- requires just a little bit more intellect. And, and it's like it's like no other sport I've ever played, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like baseball. It's not like um, football. It's certainly not like wrestling. But, but like, it, but like it is swimming, that requires like you were doing so some, much. It's amazing swimming today, yeah. too. Phenomenal. I mean, that flip turn or yeah, whatever you call really it, good. that was yeah. riding a bike. Yeah. I showed you guys all the strokes. Yeah. I did a, I asked the guys to time me today to see how long I could do a handstand before one of my balls popped out of my <laughs> board shorts. And, what was the time uh, on that, Tony? I think I the held the handstand popped, yeah, for five yeah. seconds. And then his balls popped out of three seconds. <laughs> three seconds. <laughs> so Still very good. Very everybody good. got a, a good shot at the uh, the family jewels. But, but uh, yeah, I digress. I, you know, golf, a unique sport, a great way to ruin a good walk, but also a sport that will, you know, challenge you. In ways that you don't think are necessarily possible, but also um, it's like a little tuning fork goes off in your soul when you hit that great shot. And everybody has a, everybody had one of those shots this weekend where um, it all came together and then evaporated the next <laughs> shot or or whatever. But that's what keeps you coming back, and that, you know that's what I I find enjoyable about it. But you know, regardless, when you get when you get back to the cart, you take your seat, you take a sip of a a double Tito's John Daly, and then you you move on to the next hole. It's a chance to start again, and, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, your brother's got your back in terms of, like, you guys tried to pick me up and, you know, everything else. And I, you know, I don't. I was giving you fist pumps left and right. Yeah, and also I'd like to talk about Shane's. Yes. I would like to talk about Shane's use of the fist bump. Um. It, yeah, yeah. In I my think, defense, there was so what happened was it was dial, of, just dial it back. <laughs> I, I think it, it just there just, was like a halfway house to the left, and I noticed that there was a, a club that was broken in half on top of it, and I kind of missed Mike Teen off on the shot, and he looked like he was staring it down. I thought like, oh, it must be a pretty good shot. Well, I'm like, hey, Mike, it must be a good shot. Try to give him a fist bump. He's like. No, that's no. Don't. That's not <laughs> yeah. not the time. No. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought you hit something pretty good. You were staring it down, and no. I was looking at some asshole. It probably put a put a would, two iron on top of. A, what would you guys say was out of the four of us, the most common phrase that was used after a golf shot this week? Easily, without a doubt, <laughs> I'd say it was. God damn it, motherfucker. <laughs> and it was uttered. And who was that by? And it was uttered multiple times by Jim Ayers. On number two. On days one and two. Yeah. No, it was mostly number two. I played a really good front nine. Yeah. And on the back, things just fucking went, went, to, went south. 
and I was like, I was hitting my driver well all pretty weekend. much all weekend. Yeah. I was just like Phil Mickelson says, I was just hitting bombs. Palacious seeds. And then <laughs> my approach shots and my irons were just fucking piss poor. And there was a lot of god damn it, motherfucker, <laughs> that I had. That I think I, it was a little more whining than that, but yeah. <laughs> the, the, worst, the worst one, though, was on number 18, oh, on number geez. two. So, so like, number two is the most famous course here where, like, multiple U.S. Opens have been played. You know, it was like Mike Stahl had an amazing shot that he was, like, had, like, 10 or 12 feet for birdie on the hole that, like, Payne Stewart won the U.S. Open in 1999 i mean it's like iconic and i i hit a great drive i was like set up you know with maybe like 110 yards in to, to a shot and i just fucking pumped one into the fucking right and then i my chip shot was fucking horrible and there's like old ladies <laughs> eating brunch on the veranda and i was like motherfucker and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna get kicked out of Pinehurst. <laughs> there was a point where, uh, where t- I think t- I don't know if Tony and I were in a card or whatever, and like how and Tony asked how was Jim's last shot, and I said I don't, I didn't hear a goddamn it, motherfucker. It must, be, must, <laughs> must not be must that bad. Okay. Uh, Sp- speaking of 18, Mike, you want to walk us through uh, your experience on that Payne Stewart? Uh, you know, yeah. So I, I, I lace up. So pre- like, but like to to preface this, the the pin placement today, or actually yesterday when we played it, was the same pin that Payne Stewart won the 1999 U.S. Open at. So that was pretty cool. Stall hit a fucking great shot into like maybe 10, 12 feet above the hole. But very, very good look at Birdie. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> it was a greasy little putt. <laughs> um, slider. I mean, I mean, you just you look at these greens, and, and the phrase that uh, everyone keeps saying is there's elephants buried in the greens, right? So there's, I mean, there's just nothing easy about any of these putts. The the caddies gave me as good as a read as you can, but even as they, they're chirping in your ear, you just don't believe them. You're just like... that. That can't be right. That can't. That speed or that, that you know, that angle, you know. Um, but but anyway, you you know, you're standing at the clubhouse on 18. Folks are watching. Payne Stewart statue is the like right Stewart there. statue is right there. <laughs> and uh, and I I I um, have a chance for birdie. And I three putt, <laughs> and uh, that was my chance. And like Tony and I are talking the whole way up here. It's like if I make this putt, I'm totally doing the pain Stewart thing. Um, hey, I mean, you shouldn't feel bad about that, Mike, because Jim and I went into the bunker and then over and then back over and then back. Like we were basically playing fucking ping pong. I agree. There was a point where I turned, I turned around, and I saw the pain Stewart statue, and he was actually like had his hand over his face. <laughs> What am I watching? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, that was a little ugly and uh Yeah, but it's a, it's a pretty amazing yeah. course. I have never played a. Um, I've walked on Mirfield. Like uh, I, I don't think I've um, flown over Augusta in a helicopter, but I've never seen. I, I don't think I've ever walked. You know the steps of someone. You know a U.S. Open or anything else like a major championship. I've never played on a course like that, and uh, you know I think we all represented ourselves you know relatively well on on a course like that i mean you know 
Um, Matt, shooting over a hundred, sure, but uh, for me anyway. But it was a, I mean, the challenge, uh, the, the toughest course you'll never lose a ball on is what what the caddies yeah. told us, and that was absolutely true. It's just you know, you if you're three putting on courses like this, you're doing pretty good. I mean, would you guys all kind of agree? I mean, we played two, four, three is our short course. It was a little different, and probably wasn't our favorite. And then we played eight today, but like. I think we all kind of liked eight, even though two and four were kind of like are the higher higher rated courses. I think we all kind of liked eight today. Eight, eight had the best greens in my opinion. Like they were just super true, super fast, and very smooth. I mean, but I, I actually I really enjoyed three. It, it was super short. It was more fun for me. I mean, it was a good course to play if you're coming down here and it's like your second eighteen. So I think it was only like fifty eight hundred yards par sixty eight. But it was a lot of fun. Like you hit driver a couple times, and you, you don't even have to, you don't even have to hit it at all if you want. But it was it was a fun course to play. The greens were small, but they were very similar to number two, where they're like if you missed the green, you know you you had some like kind of a, a tough up and down type of options. And uh, I thought three was a lot of fun. Like I would if I came back down here again, I would definitely put three on, three on the on the mix as one I would play. Well, it's a good it's a good second. 18 for the day if you're going to play sure. 36 holes. That, we, sure. I mean, thank you, Jim, for – Jim sets this all up because he knows what to do and follows it and figures out it's the best thing to do, and we're all like, hey, that sounds good. Yeah, thanks, Jim. And uh, But, no, we all appreciate it, and it was it was great, and that, that worked out perfectly. When we played the cradle today, I mean, that was a blast. That was perfect Like, timing. you could – like, I, we were talking about it tonight. Like, we played the cradle – at like 5.20 or whatever, that was our tea time, you could, on, on your last day here, and then you just want to like have fun and have some drinks, you could play the cradle like four times. Yeah. I mean, literally you're walking around and bare feet with two clubs, and you could just keep going. And there's... The there's atmosphere a, is, is The atmosphere amazing. is awesome. There's music playing. There's like speakers hidden in trees. Everyone's out there just to have a good time. There's this super, super cool little bar like right at the top of the hill between holes like three and five and then also between like eight and nine it's called the pine cone and you know every time you pass it you get a, you get another drink and you just keep going around i mean it do, do you have to do that <laughs> well for our bet today you did and, and the john Daly's there were amazing yeah they knew what they were doing there for sure very very cool so the pine cone was a big highlight of the cradle i think and, you, you, and we made up some fun games where, like, you have to play with other people's clubs, or you can only <laughs> that use was one, one club. club yeah. Or, yeah. I, I think my favorite was other people's clubs. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was a good time. Oh. Now, now I'm buying a four hundred dollar putter next week. So <laughs> thanks, Jim. Yeah. Shane drained one with Jim's putter, so now he's going to have to invest in that putter for sure. Unless Jim is willing to gift that putter to Shane, which Jim might, might everybody, everybody's got a price. I mean, the, Tony, best, the, best putting, the best putting I did this whole weekend was on Thistle Dude's little like putting thing. Like I was just, I was putting well there. Yeah. I, I, which unfortunately it was like after seven 20 John drinks. Daly's yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the key. So I don't think my irons would ever be your like driver, but like my putting was really good. One thing we didn't talk about, though, I don't think we, we, we've talked about it since it happened, though, was on number three, Jim, I think, 
completely scared away the group behind us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which that guy hit into us kind of on that one hole. Uh-huh. He hit our. Yeah, but then we never saw them again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, two guys hit into us uh, on, a, on a short par four. They're the short holes. And um, I don't know. Well, it was like it was like two eighty or twenty. You know, like yeah. the, the kid behind us, he, he was probably in his twenty, like younger kid, and he yeah. like hit a bomb. Yeah. And we're on the green putting, and it like rolls up on the green. Yeah. And I don't know if it had anything to do with like it, it might have been a tough hole for Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I think I was I think I like I was okay, but yeah. I was just like felt the need to maybe mention yeah. something. And then they never were behind us again for the rest of the round. <laughs> he may not even have known. Like, when you said, like, hey, you hit it on the green, you know, if you could just give us some space. Yeah. And his ball ended up, like, 40 yards off the green because yeah, it, like, rolled yeah. off. But, like, he might have been like, what? I don't even know what these guys are talking about. My my ball's not even close to the green. Yeah, well. It was funny. Well, <laughs> it was entertaining. Yeah, yeah we didn't. They, I, think they, I think they went around us. I finished up, but. So, so what, what else, Mike? Come on, you got something for us? No, I, you know, I, I don't know what, what's next. So, what's next for the Cutting Weight Crew? What are we thinking about for next summer? I'm already, I'm already dropping Bandon Dunes little tidbits. That would be, that would be my, uh, that would be my goal. Frank Matola, if you're out there listening, you need to get three more golfers to make this a reality. We're talking <laughs> about two foursomes potentially. And uh, Matteo as well, you know. Matteo, I've heard <laughs> some. I've are heard you listening, some, Mike Matteo? Yeah, I've heard some. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have any apps. He <laughs> doesn't know what a podcast even is, yeah. and he's not going to go walk 36 holes a day in Oregon. Yeah, so I, we're a little bit disappointed, probably like a lot of our listeners are, in the fact that we haven't been able to, to, to share our stories with you over the last few weeks, but... Uh, but trust me, there's more. Uh, there's more uh, episodes to come, and we're gonna keep uh, keep cutting weight with you, and and finding good finding times to uh, to kill with you. And yeah, um, I think we got some good, some good guests we're gonna bring in. We might do some special uh, ladies' nights with maybe some of the wives, and get them on the podcast. That's right. Yeah, we're uh, we're yeah. Melissa Samonese on 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 deck or in the hole or. She's... I got a whole list of questions for her because yeah, uh, I'm not sure how she Absolutely. deals with this guy. No, she's uh, she's a fun lady. We're gonna bring her on, and I think she's uh, you know she's gonna tell you about well you know some kind of some of the finer points of what it's like to be married to to Mike Stahl, and I think. Uh, I we're all curious about that. Shed some shed, shed some light on that situation a little bit, but <laughs> there's some, there's some light to be shed. I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, but yeah, we thank you for for your uh, your listenership, and we thank you for for tuning in and. And also, if, if Pinehurst Resort, if you're listening, if you want to sponsor us to come down again and really promote this place, we would we would be more than happy to do I that. I think there were some great IPAs we drank this week, if you want to Yeah, you know, another thing, like real that. quick thing, we, we had dinner last night at the uh, Pinehurst Brewing Company, which is part of the resort, which has uh, got a lot of great beers. Like the food, like we already talked about, the, the food down here has been amazing. But it was cool. We had a little bit of a wait last night, but they had like cornhole we were playing. So it's just a great, great place. Like there's tons of activities. I think it'd be a great place to take your wife. It'd be a great place to take the family, honestly. We're, yeah, we're also going to post some videos of some. Um, yeah. We d- yeah. had done some commentating of some of our shots in a, a barstool sports kind of way. But also, so we'll post those to the. Uh, our clownpenis.fart.com <laughs> website. R- Riggs, if you're listening, like we, we can join you next time you have your tournament down here. No, but uh, what else were we talking about? Where we, like, 
we think about like everything we saw down here this weekend, uh, and of course, anything we do or see, we can't necessarily replicate in Northeast Ohio for an entire 12 month season. But we also think like, why not us? Like, why can't we have these opportunities? Why can't we have like a piece of land like this where you can go putt 18 holes with your kids or you can go or your, your wife or your family or whatever. Um, why can't you go have a, a little par yeah. three course like on this on a, like a, like a cradle style course, cradle rock style, or why can't you go, you know, um, not necessarily, not necessarily have nine, you know, it, it's not going to make money as a golfing resort, but man, like what, it, it was how cool. fun would it, that be to, to be able to take, your kids, um, wife, family out to an experience like that. And we saw, in and we saw Ohio. some like, you know, dads and their kids and moms and their kids out out at the cradle, which I think is uh, if you really want to grow the game, you know, it's stuff like that that needs to happen. And so hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll keep growing. I mean, like last year we went to Forest Dunes in, in Upper Michigan, which was awesome, and they had a really cool nine hole course. I know I've been out to. Uh, abandoned in oregon and there's a course called the preserve right on the on the resort nine hole course is you know gorgeous and i think it's it's something that's happening more and more hopefully in uh, northeast ohio you know we can see that because i think it's if you're talking about growing the game like that's that's what you need you need those little short courses that are a lot of fun you can play them in an hour get the kids out get them kind of into the game loving the game and you know that's that's where it goes from there so i think what you've heard here is the uh the genesis of Cutting Weight Constellation, which is going to be a series of courses and a brewery <laughs> on top of a live stage, um, probably out on the east side of Ohio where we can get some acreage and, uh, you know, an old barn and a silo and and make this a pretty special place. So you heard it here first. Uh, this is what's happening. The first beer on tap is going to be Jumping the Shark Ale, Jumping the Shark IBA. We're by, looking for uh, investors. Yeah, absolutely. You have so some extra cash to throw Dale around. Dale Caprosi, if you're listening, we're, you know, we want some of your money as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a blast here, folks. And, um, you know, I know you don't need to hear our voices to, to pass time anymore because you've got plenty on your calendar. But... I would say, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back with you here soon. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Ain't it just like a friend of mine?